Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The Super Bowl teams are set. Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm at a loss for words. I didn't think Joe Burrow had it in him, an arrowhead. Didn't think the Bengals had it in them to play an arrowhead against the mighty Kansas City Chiefs. But it goes to show you when you have a special quarterback and you give him the tools to succeed and you listen to what he says, maybe drafting Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, anything is possible. And literally in two years' time of the Joe Burrow experience in Cincinnati, they're off to the Super Bowl. Now, if you remember back when the, the Jaguars played the Cincinnati Bengals Thursday night, it was a while ago, seems like forever ago, uh, with what we have going on right now, but when they played the Bengals Thursday night, I kind of said that game was important because you should aspire to be what the Bengals are like right now. Now, at the time, I mean, you know, we know they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but they were on the upstart. They had talent. They had a coach who his first year kind of got some hate, kind of got some despise, but was able to turn around that narrative um, and kind of win that locker room, I think. And now they're in the Super Bowl. And when I say if you're a Jaguars fan, that's what you should aspire to be that Thursday night, well, that's what you should aspire to be. But now it's time to drink a, a big glass of reality and say, you know what? You can aspire to be like the Cincinnati Bengals. You can think that you have the number one overall pick and things can just turn around in a heartbeat. And sometimes they can. But then you're led to believe with this coach situation right now that's going on, with this vetting process with all these coaches and everything, and once again, the Jacksonville Jaguars in bad light, you, you got to get off the Cincinnati narrative. Because this Jaguars team, and we'll see how Trevor Lawrence turns out, it's not even close right now. And the first thing you need is a head coach. Unfortunately, and I get it, there's a lot of rumors out there, there's a lot of what-ifs, what-have-yous. One thing is clear. This team has fumbled the coaching search. They, they have not done a great job of setting this team up for success, for setting Trevor Lawrence up for success. And now it just seems like we're in limbo waiting for the next thing to happen. And that's frustrating. Whether it's, you know, going after Kevin O'Connell, who obviously Sunday, you know, I think it was Sunday morning or even Saturday night, got announced. And then, of course, the national media is going to drag the Jaguars apart because why? Well, Kevin O'Connell can't be interviewed by the Jacksonville Jaguars until after the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings get a head start. They can interview him. Whether it's Rich Basaccia, I say that right, Casey? Good. Whether it's Rich Basaccia, a guy who, and I get it, in Las Vegas, was put in a pretty bad situation and made the best of it, but nobody's mentioned that guy's name in, oh, I don't know, three weeks. Now he's a candidate. It is an absolute mess right now in Jacksonville, and I, I don't see any signs of it clearing up anytime soon. Welcome to day 33, Larry Bird Day mm. of the search. That's not helping either. It's <laughs> not helping either. I would have I would have been fine with Michael Jordan 23 and then kind of, you know, get somebody. But all right, Larry Bird it is. Larry Bird it is. Well, it ain't going to end on Larry Bird, so. No, not Start at all. Start thinking of your higher number. I guess, man. Day 42, day 56. It's starting to look like uh, 
It's really starting to look like the Indianapolis Colts hiring Frank Reich. But instead of Josh McDaniels turning down and, and changing his mind and that co- causing the delay later than normal, it's self-inflicted. Yep. You know, so it's starting to head down that territory. Uh, now, there are still a few teams, obviously, without coaching um, higher yet. Uh, and the Jags are in that mix. But that's what it's kind of reminding you of so late in the in the game. I mean, that's the latest one I can remember. I started to look up. I was, like, trying to find, again, the season throws everything off because there's 17th game. Uh, but how many coaches are going to get hired in the month of February traditionally? None. Mm. Right. I, I couldn't find any other than like a Reich is an unusual circumstance. Um, and I think he was after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, how that all went down. But, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable right now that we can be in day 33 of this and, and not really have much clarity of knowing anything. There's reports. There's more speculation on what happened, what's happened, how we got here. Uh, and, and nobody really knows. I mean, I, I make, so I was going to not even think about it today, but then I ended up making like 15 phone calls. And here's the one thing that it's reached, not just an embarrassing level with the fan base, uh, or at least a concerning level. Uh, it's embarrassing for the fan base, but I think even people close to the organization now realize that this is look. This looks bad. You oh, know? you think? Well, I'm yeah. just, um, but not many. You don't always get that. You know, it's like, well, you can see this side of the. I mean, it obviously the the optic view of this is awful, and now you're getting a lot of the national heat for that as well, uh, and then the even just the nature of what you just said over the last thirty six forty eight hours of the O'Connell thing. I mean, it's like. It's being reported like they had no idea. <laughs> like that was even but in is, play, right? I mean, it's being reported, but like, I think that's what it is. Uh, like it might if, be. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Kevin O'Connell is seriously your consideration and he's one of your guys and you haven't interviewed him, that makes you look really bad. Yeah, it does. I mean, even right, a Zoom that, call, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Zoom call with 25 people if you want. That, that makes you kind of look like a joke. Look, I understand. There's other teams right now in the NFL that don't have a head coach. Yeah. But once again, and, and listen, I thought when Urban Meyer was going to be let go, I thought when we're talking about, you know, the, the Colts game and then hopefully Buck was going to be let go, I thought the, the, the bad optics were over. And, and you can rebuild and you can find a new coaching staff, a new regime in peace. But no, here we are af- far after the Colts game now, weeks after the Colts game, and, and we're still in the same spot. You're, you're the laughing stock of the NFL. Like, and once again, apologies to the Houston Texans because a couple Fridays ago, Brent, when you were gone, I went on a big tirade about what is Houston doing interviewing Josh McCown. That's long forgot about now. They're interviewing Brian Flores. They at least have, it seems like, some sort of plan in place, and they might be having to coach pretty soon. So sorry for the Houston Texans fans once again. I talked smack about you. I shouldn't have done that because I'm sitting here in Jacksonville wondering, what the hell are we doing? So what do we know was the question on Friday. What do we know now other than it's an uh, optic mess uh, and the Jags still haven't hired a coach. There are three other vacancies along with the Jags that still exist. Uh, and it doesn't seem like, by the way, maybe O'Connell's the only common denominator, I think, in some of the other jobs, right, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's it. I, I don't think Miami – I thought Houston might have been referenced with the O'Connell front as well. I thought there was another team. So um, Basaccia could be in play, right? That's the latest report of the newest candidate. Uh, so this does lend to the Jags starting all over. Yep. Right? And uh, why did they start all over? Because they are sticking by bulky is one is is one answer. Uh, because they couldn't get it worked out with Byron Lefwich is another answer. Because they didn't like any of the candidates enough to pull the trigger on. 
I guess could be an answer. Uh, but yeah. again, I mean, we're, what do we know, right? What do we know in this process? And it looks like it's starting. Could they still go back to Leftwich? Well, nobody, here's what else we know. Byron Leftwich isn't being hired in this cycle if it's not by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's clear as day. Uh, well, that's what we think we know. <laughs> Unless somebody yeah, swoops in, right? Yeah. But he's not, he doesn't have any other interviews. Like the Saints thing hasn't happened sure. uh, as of but, this morning. I mean, Kevin O'Connell came out of nowhere for yeah. two teams. But the Saints so. thing was rumored last week with with uh, yeah, sure. with Byron and then nothing to it. In fact, I think Well, somebody, as far as we know, we don't know. I mean, maybe yeah, one of the national guys report reported today that yeah. they, they have three interviews and maybe one other one lined up. So could that include? Um, by the way, yeah, I forgot about the Saints job still open too. So, um so outside of that, what do we know? And uh, where does this lead? And does it really go the two weeks? Like, I, I guess I have a hard time if the Jags blundered on the McConnell front and they're, in, I'm sorry, the O'Connell front, and they're interested in him. Do they really wait that long? I don't know. Do you think man. they would? What's the other play here? But Basaccio? I mean, I, I, I don't know what, well, or go back to figure it out with Byron. Or go back to Peterson or okay. Caldwell. I mean, they've, so, they've interviewed a lot of other guys that haven't got jobs yet. So yeah. th there's other plays in mind Let's, other than the latest reports that the national guys or rumors want to say. Right? I, uh, I know we're in the business of what we know and what we don't know. I think it's safe to say right now that Trent Balky is a lot of the holdup of the situation. Like, would you agree with that or not? Or do you think it's something else still? I, I think... I think he is certainly still part of the equation of that, yes. Okay. Uh, how much of that, I've asked a lot of people today, and there are varying opinions on it. Is it as explosive and as much of a deterrent as social media and JAG fan is saying? That I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm not ready to say we know that. Um, but with Byron specifically, there is a lot of thought that that was it. Yes. Um, and so with whoever else, with what maybe it was a Peterson or a Caldwell, we're speculating that that might be it because we don't know. Or at least the people I've talked to don't know. Okay, but then if, okay, so then if we don't know, then why haven't we interviewed Peterson? Why haven't you interviewed Caldwell? Like, then what's the holdup? If it's not Trembalki, then what am I missing? Because, like, apparently there might be something else that I'm missing, which I, like, I, I played this thing so many times in my head. What oh, could the problem too. be? Well, I, think I, don't I, know, I don't know what's missing then. Well, did it just hit a snag with, with Byron? And if that was your guy, right? I mean, I've suggested, and I've suggested this. I didn't, I, there's, I still think they were hotter on Hackett than people want to admit. But then why would they hire Leftwich or give him an offer before they even hired, or they even gave Hackett another interview? I, I understand that Twitter says that too. But well, no, I mean, that's what, we, that's, that's what the national people were saying. Like, we, that's what, the, yeah, that was the narrative. I mean, are we not we, taking the we national? We know that he got an offer. We know concretely that they were that close. We know. Uh, I saw the reports last Tuesday, too, where we thought this was happening. Okay. But are those reports correct? I mean, like. Okay, so then we have no idea then. I'm not sure if Trent Balky's the problem. I have no okay, idea. I'm just trying to Chicago. decipher what we read on Twitter and social media and what we think versus what it is. So are we not trusting not, national experts then? Not, nobody? Who? It was, was it who? Breer? Whoever, Breer. Whoever put up that out there, that Byron Leftwich is in contract talks right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cardinals guy. The Cardinals guy. Okay, sorry. On Wednesday. Who was that? It was Aaron Wilson. Okay. Who first said it. So who's the Cardinals guy? Uh, Jarecki. Okay. That said it could, it's, I think his quote was heading toward, right? I think okay. that was his quote. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't say that they, was that a feel in their camp, right? Was that a feel in the Leftwich camp that it was heading that way, that he was going to, 
you know, go and, and be able to pick his GM and all those things. I, I've asked that question, Austin. That's, I'm, I'm making phone calls and asking those questions. Yeah. All right? I'm not just reading Twitter. So I'm asking those questions. And neither am I. I'm not just reading Twitter either. Well, that's fine. Like, okay. So you ask your people. I'm asking my people. Sounds I can't great. get a concrete answer of, yeah, they were like this close to signing on the dotted line. And then Shad stuck it to his guns on, on Balky instead of Adrian Wilson. Mm. I know that's the feeling. That's the narrative. I, on my end, I'm not getting that as, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Okay. And, and so that's... Why I I'm mean, not ri- after Tuesday when I was told everything was happening, and I believed it, by the way. I thought there, were, there was some really good smoke there to go along with it, and I, I think it made a lot of sense. But it didn't happen. Like, all these people that reported on it, it didn't happen. So were they really as close? I don't know. I don't know. And, and I've told you what I think happened. I think Byron Leftwich was close to signing, and he didn't want Trent Balky in. I think the first, and once again, take this for my word with my people, okay? You got your people, I got my people. From what I've heard way back in the day, when they first interviewed Byron Leftwich, he was open to working with Trent Balky. Second interview comes around and Byron Leftwich says, you know what? I've been talking to people and I'd rather have my own guy in there. Yep. So I don't want Trent Balky here. Which once is again, a plausible scenario, yes. And then I don't think Shad Khan was a fan of that. I don't think Trent Balky was obviously a fan of that. And they did what they had to do to say, you know what? You got to work with us here, Byron, or there's going to be no gig for you. That's what I heard. Take it for what you want. It's not on Twitter, but that's what I heard. So regardless of that, like, at the end and of by the, the way, day. I'm not dismissing that that could oh, have no, happened. That, uh, right? that, that's, that's fine. To I me, think that's one of the scenarios played out. Sure, and that's a scenario, but that's all it is a scenario. All I know is, is like, I don't want to speak in terms of what could be or what could. All I know is is that it's supposed to be about wins and losses and getting towards a Super Bowl. And you're standing right now with a guy in Trent Baalke who I can guarantee because I know this is not helping you get to a Super Bowl because he's not helping you get the coaches that you want and he's not helping you get closer to finding a new regime. That hurts. That's not getting you to a Super Bowl. That's hampering you. That's black and white. That, that's not up for debate. It's a fact right now. You're, you're the laughing stock of the National Football League, and you're not making any progress in changing that narrative. That's an issue. That is an issue, and it's a PR nightmare, and I think they've handled this just brutally. I think they've misplayed it. I think that's what's come out of this. And now I just wonder, and I wonder in my conversations, are the Jags afraid to potentially part ways now with Balky because they're too prideful? I say the Jags. I say Shot Khan. And because it looks like they're pandering to everybody else's responses, right? That's the question I've asked about that. I'm asking about that is like, well, why aren't they just doing it? You know, I said a a scenario on Friday Mm -hmm. that I thought could still be in play, that they would do it, but kind of all at once Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, okay, the fans are irate. Let's fire Balky because they want it. Well, that ship has almost sailed too. I mean, we've reached the point of no return on Trent Balky. So to be honest with you, if I could advise Shad Khan, I would either come out one way or another and just either say, listen, he's our GM or he's not. Like, I don't understand why Shad can't do that. I mean, it's obvious that he is the GM. We, we, we've waited along this long. You think he's going to wait this long in, in, into the next realm of, of the second realm of the coaching search? And all he's going to say, hey, you know what? End of the day, I don't want Trent Bulky here. So we have to endure all this for nothing? Well, like I said, I think they've misplayed that part of it. I think they misplayed. I think there's a possibility they misplayed how long this was going to take, Mm. how this played out so publicly, uh, didn't anticipate all this kind of backlash, whatever it might be. And instead of waiting until the end of the road, 
um, because the coach says, I don't want to work with them or something like that. Mm. Um, I, I still think that's in playoffs. And, yeah, I mean, I talked to several people today that aren't, aren't, still aren't convinced that Bulky's going to be the guy going forward. But I think the way they've this all played out makes it look like he's going to be the guy going forward, makes it look like he's locked in to be the guy going forward. And, um, and by the way, I've also talked to some people that there was a feeling that they some of the candidates could work with him. Yeah. And and we're okay on on their terms and and uh, wouldn't necessarily turn down the offer because of it and those things. So what do you believe? What do you again? All things that we're hearing. But if we're going to throw things out, everything that we're hearing, um, which you try to hold on until you can get some more, you know, uh, solidarity on on some of these thoughts. Mm. Uh, I still think a lot of it's all speculation at, at how it's played out. But one thing is not speculation is is that it's a it's a nightmare. It's a mess. They've created an optic mess, uh, and they might be great. Again, we said this: if Trent Bulky's the guy in place when the coach gets hired. Shad Khan deserves and will get more criticism than he's ever got in the in the time that he's been the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know, I mean, I think it's deserving. I think we've said it all the way back since October, November. Right now, he's getting lambasted by the fans, lambasted a little bit now, starting to happen on the national media front, uh, starting to look like uh, a real circus here in Jacksonville when you have the Peter Kings of the world and the Albert Breers of the world and, and other folks like that. So um, it's... I mean, it, it's happening to the point where I feel like they should say something. They need to say something. And they're not. They continue to remain super quiet. And when, again, talking to a lot of people that in the business and, and around it, that when you remain as quiet as you're remaining, when you do things in silence and unknown, you create speculation. And you let other people dictate the narrative, especially when it goes out this long. I thought this was a problem in the Tom Coughlin years hmm. i thought i think we had this discussion when you don't say anything and you're not transparent at even at a minimum you allow narrative and other people to shape it and speculate it and in this world today i mean it just goes boom like crazy uh but i mean are you convinced they won't hire byron leftwich you think he's totally out of the mix or could still be in play in some degree i'm convinced byron leftwich doesn't want trent bulky there and i'm also convinced that shad khan wants to keep trent bulky there that's what I've been convinced now for the past two or three weeks. So you are convinced of it's going to be bulky over Byron? Um, at this point, yeah. yeah. Um, unless Shad Khan gets super, unless Shad Khan gets super desperate, it's like you know what? I got to cut ties with you, Trent, because this isn't working. Yeah. Well, I can't believe he hasn't reached that point of desperation if that's what he's thinking. But well, I mean, it's just amazing, right? Absolutely. One one would think that how much is enough, but that that's why it leads me to believe that he's going to stick with him because if he's sticking with him through all of this and he's still going and going and going, then what is going to be too enough? Yeah, yeah. Shot? Like, what? Like you, you were literally, it was the, the, the conference championship on Sunday, and you're the laughing stock of the NFL. You're the only team, not the Houston Texans, okay, not the Minnesota Vikings trying to find their coach, the Jacksonville Jaguars, on a, on a conference championship Sunday. So if that's not enough to say, you know what, Kevin O'Connell is one of our top guys, but we can't even interview him because we didn't run the proper channels of setting up an appointment or, or, or an interview before the, the, t- the lot of time. If that's not enough for you, then I don't think anything's enough for you. Yeah. So you just keep doing what you're doing then. Uh, Good luck with it. Yeah. They, oh, well, do you think this is, um, do you think they're going to add more people to the mix? Because in the last 48 hours, we've seen O'Connell and now Basaccia kind of, you know, reported and added. 
Well, I uh, think. Or yeah. do we think we'll go back? Do you think we'll hear some reoccurring names potentially, like Peterson? Um, maybe it's a called. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, who the hell else interviewed here? I'm going to leave Bevel out of it. Okay, I still don't think they're going there because uh, they could have done that already if they wanted to do that, right? I, I think. Um, Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore. There you go. I think that's a reasonable one because I think he's in Miami's vision as well. So yeah. that'd be another name. Like you got O'Connell and and. And Kellen Moore, who are isn't, at least in people's... Isn't Jim Harbaugh rumored to go to Miami now, too, though? Now Miami and Minnesota, I think, are the rumors about it. Yeah. Um, but again, I will say this. Like, even Aaron Wilson, I, I've said a couple of times, uh, Jarecki out of Arizona, I really respect him. I think he does a really good job. Yeah. Uh, I think Aaron Wilson does a really good job. But if you see some of the things Aaron Wilson has tweeted over the last week or so, it's been debated as well. Like, I've seen other tweets on not just the Jag stuff, on other things that he's saying that's like, that's not true. This isn't true. I think it was Arians, maybe. Uh, Arians' okay. kid came out and said something about, like, something that Aaron Wilson reported on. Like, he said that uh, the staff is free to go look for other jobs. So, they're, there's just a lot they're of... They're not? Well, when Brady, because of the Brady retirement, okay. I think he tweeted that the staff is free to go look for other things without Brady. I think that's what the oh. tweet was. Okay. And I think it was, like, Arians' kid or something that said... No, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. Okay. My, my point being, I mean, we don't even know if Tom Brady's well, retired. I don't think Tom Brady's even retired, so I think he's coming back. Well, but, there you go. Yeah. My, my point being, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that I don't really know what to believe, even from the national guys that are usually respected. So you asked me, do I think they're going to open up a bigger net from Kevin O'Connell and Rich Bisaccia? And I think that's obvious. You have to. Because who's to say Kevin O'Connell meets with the, the Vikings early because, well, he can, and they like him and they sign him. Yeah. Well, then what's left? You got Rich Versace and that's it. So then, yeah, you got to open up the, the, the net again. I guess try to get Doug Peterson back. Uh, I guess maybe interview Jim Caldwell. But once again, I, I mean, I, I refuse to believe that those two guys right there who might be the best candidates for the job were so bad at the interview or Shad Khan's just like, nah, we, we don't want him here. Like, they, these guys don't have the vision that we want for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's more on Doug Peterson and more on Jim Caldwell to say, I'm not sure if Jacksonville's from here and what's going on there. Yeah, it could be. Uh, be honest with you, man, I'm actually a little surprised. I know everybody's gotten caught up in the ra uh, the uh, Byron stuff, you know, over the last yeah. week. Mm -hmm. I, I think you could criticize the Jags just as much for not making this super simple and Peterson and Caldwell staring you right in the mix. And, again, whether you chose Balky over them or not being more involved or guys that make sense. Like, in all reality, I think we agree on this. I think Caldwell and Peterson from the jump made much more sense than even Byron, who we don't mind as a candidate. But they made more sense than these first-year guys. Hackett, yeah. Byron, Eberflus, right? But they have to want to be here. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, I'm just so, saying, so, for so whatever reason, wanna... you didn't paint a picture enough for them wanting to be there, I think deserves just as much criticism well, as sure. we're getting over the way this thing's handled. Yeah. But I think it, they but, should interview Harbaugh. But the weird thing about all of it on the Peterson and, and He's and not going to be our man. It was oh, I got you. Because he fired him before. <laughs> yeah. The Peterson-Caldwell thing, to me, which is amazing, is they're not getting any smoke anywhere. Yeah. Like, that's a stunner to me. Yeah. That in this cycle that, like, Doug Peterson, nine jobs may end up playing golf in Jupiter again all year. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Uh, we'll be back, talk about uh, the Super Bowl, talk about Tom Brady. So you think Tom Brady is going to come back still? I mean, hey, hey, I'm not going to comment on it and say he's retired already when he's not really retired. We'll be back. Action Sports X on ESPN 690. Nobody blinked an eye. I think uh, we all thought that, you know, we were definitely going to come back and, uh, 
and find a way to win. And that's what we've done, you know, all throughout the whole year. I think a lot of people probably wrote us off there at halftime, but you know, we're, we're uh, you know a confident uh, bunch of guys, and and we knew that, you know, there was no way we were going to go out um, kind of like this, and we we knew 100% that we were going to come back and uh, you know give, give them a run for their money. How about that? I mean, the playoffs been unbelievable, huh? Man, Joe Burrow. See what he's wearing? Yeah, it's terrible. How could they? Oh. Good thing you tweeted anything about that this weekend. Yeah, it looks like. A, I, it, bad take, it, it reminds me of the bad take. Like when I was in like seventh or eighth grade or something. It's a bad take, what man. I saw people wear. I'm telling you, it's a bad take. Yeah, it's dripping. Casey, your thoughts? On what? I wasn't really listening. On what Joe Burrow wore to the. Uh, Chiefs game. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Swag. It's, a, it's what we need. It's, it's what we need. More swag. Looks like he's part of a boy band. Ah, Brent, you just wouldn't get it, man. It's all good, dude. It's all right. It's all good. Just tell him. Hey, you know what? It, it wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. Uh, he, he was terrific. Um, but again, what everybody's going to talk Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and they should. And Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, and they should. Mm-hmm. But they should talk about what that defense did. From the five-minute mark of the second quarter on. Sure. I mean, they made Patrick Mahomes look normal. We thought that was blowout city. Everybody thought it was blowout city. Mahomes playing unbelievable. And then, boom. Uh, they, they Obviously, Mahomes didn't play that well, but they mixed things up, changed things up. Uh, their defense was incredible. Uh, so much so that I said, just put him on the Jags list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to interview everybody, go put that guy on the list. Uh, not that I want a defensive coordinator around, but... Um, that was a that was a heck of a defensive effort. Nobody yep. saw that coming, and it's pretty wild to me, man. Cincinnati's a great story. It's a, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, but I said this yesterday as I'm thinking about Kansas City. As great as Mahomes has been, and as great as this run has been for them, to lose in the AFC Championship game in overtime this year to lose four years ago in the AFC Championship game in overtime yeah. to go to a Super Bowl and win it to go to a Super Bowl and lose it sure and to have all that firepower in this thing this window right where you're you're like almost a dynasty mm-hmm. but but not really because you didn't win uh, you're more like you're a little notch above like the Buffalo dynasty where they went to like four Super Bowls uh, and lost yeah yeah I got right? you yeah I, I mean, mean they, they still have a they, they, they won a, a Super win, Bowl but you're not though. a dynasty if you win one Super Bowl like dynasties no, are no I hear you but like you know, it's so impressive you're still one of the best teams in the NFL yeah, they, I'm just, yeah. but dynasty or not, I mean, it's a difference there. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys were a dynasty. Like these guys can't be considered in dynasty fashion if you don't if you don't win multiple Super Bowls, in my opinion. Sure. Um, but I wonder internally what they're asking themselves. Like, what are we missing? Because we have pretty good special teams, good kicker. Yeah. We've obviously got the offense that go up and down the field. I mean, they needed overtime last week. They need, they got overtime here. They've uh, listen, there are, there are a lot of good teams. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, what when they be asking themselves, we're missing what to have won three Super Bowls in the last four years or go to four Super Bowls in four years? Because they're obviously, like, they're a play here or there from doing that. Well, yeah. And also a play here or there of not even making the AFC Championship game this year. Like, they could have easily lost to Buffalo. I mean, they, they asked themselves that last year after the Super Bowl as offensive line. So they bolstered their offensive line. I think the offensive line was better. Um, they're able to run the ball a little more. They have a little more balanced of attack. You know, I mean, I think if you ask yourself this year, because every year is different. You lose guys, you gain guys. So, like, 
no, you know, you can't ask that question in the past four years in totality of what we're missing. Every year it's something different. I, I just think this year, you know, I, I think just a, a better secondary would, would be a good start. I think, yeah. you know, I'll upgrade a piece here or there. But, like, if, if I'm Kansas City, like, I'm not panicking right now and saying, like, man, I, I can't believe – you know, I mean, it sucks to lose. Yeah, it sucks to lose with that much talent. But this is the National Football League. Like, we, we, we got to have – we got to stop having these preconceived notions like anybody can be like New England. We, we may never see that New England Patriots dynasty like that again. Probably not, right? It, it's very hard to win in the NFL, and it's hard to go to the Super Bowl. Um, it came down to literally a couple of plays to, to beat Buffalo, and then obviously it came down to a couple of plays to lose to Cincinnati. So with that being said, like if I'm Kansas City, I'm not really hitting the panic button yet. I still like what we got because they have a core group of players. You have the best, if not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think the rest will take care of itself if you just address, you know, a secondary guy here or another piece over there. Yeah, uh, maybe that's it. Like I would say, some parts on defense, right? But you have good, some good players on defense. I mean, sure. between Frank Clark and Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew, and I mean, they've got some good players, but just not enough there to make a critical play or uh, a big time play. And the other thing about this is that they've had that arrowhead four years in a row. <laughs> Yeah. Right? So I think somebody put out a stat there. I believe either Brady and the Patriots didn't lose an AFC championship game at home, or maybe they lost once, I think, in that run. Mm -hmm. uh, they won seven times, I think, at home, um, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, maybe we lost once. If I, I, I can't remember the exact tweet now that I saw, but it was something about that. So, B, I just wonder now if they're starting to miss this window of unbelievable play with – not Mahomes. Mahomes can play that well for a long time to come. But mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey, and they blew a 21-3 lead. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't be at home in the AFC Championship game and blow the 21-3 lead. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> I mean, that's... Not a good yeah, look. Yeah, so again, as, as brilliant as they are, and everybody would take it, yeah. uh, they were uh, this close to being kind of mentioned amongst some of the great teams of all time. And uh, they're, they're just missing. They True. remind me a little bit of Buffalo in that sense. Again, they got the win. But yeah. in the four-year stretch, Buffalo had so much disappointment. They were tremendous yeah. to get to the Super Bowls, but so much disappointment. And, well, and Kansas City, I feel like they're kind of – I wonder if in Kansas City they look at this four-year stretch and like, yeah, it was really cool, it's been awesome, but we thought we maybe would be yeah. holding a few more – a couple more Lombardis, Lombardis or at least one more. No, I mean, they're – like, listen, you have probably the most talented offense in the entire NFL. So, of course, you're disappointed that you didn't win. You know, and if history looks back on it, you only have one Super Bowl. Yeah, you, you'll probably, you know, you're not going to be mentioned with the greats as you shouldn't. You know, it's as simple as that. I just think, like, I'm not going to turn the page on the Chiefs and say, well, you know, you guys had your chance. You blew it. I mean, I still think Tyreek Hill can play at a high level. I think Travis Kelsey can play at a high level. Um, I think if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is healthy, he's shown that he can possibly be a, a nice complimentary back in that offense. So, like, I'm not ready to say you know, that, that they blew their shot. I still think they have a couple more years left to try to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, we'll see if they do. As for Cincinnati, the turnaround's unbelievable. I'll be, uh, listen, I'll raise my hand and tell you this. I thought Zach Taylor, I thought they could have mm -hmm. and maybe even should have moved on after last year. It just felt like a guy that wasn't going to win a lot of games for him after two years. And I know one, they didn't have Joe Burrow the one time, um, and then they started to play well, but they still weren't winning games when Burrow was playing well while he was in there last year, and I kind of wondered about Taylor if he had it, and then bam, look at this. And, yeah. and also it shows you their draft. You know, I think it was last year their draft was Burrow, Higgins at 33, and Logan Wilson at 65. 
And I know Logan Wilson, to many people, might not be a household name, but he's been tremendous at the linebacker spot for them. Yeah. And, and so you look at those three picks. That was 133 and 65. Guess who has that? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, and or it doesn't have to waste the number one on a quarterback because already, Jags already have the quarterback. Yeah. Well, then this year they go get, obviously, Chase to add to Higgins. And then they've got a couple offensive linemen playing and a, a defensive end. But really the damage was done for them in their draft last year mm-hmm. and then getting uh, Chase again this year to put them over the top. It's, it's, uh, it does show you this. Who else came out? Oh, by the way, who was the top four picks before Chase in the draft. Do you remember? <sighs> that I cannot. Who was picked this year? What? We got quarterbacks, right? Number one and Trevor, two. Trevor, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and four. Oh, it, was four. Oh, it was Sewell, wasn't it? It was Sewell? No. No, no he came after. Uh, uh, Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Hello, uh, Kyle Pitts. 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 Yeah. Okay, good. That's right. Because um, so I a chance at Sewell. Obviously, quarterback driven, mm-hmm. right, with the three picks. And then Atlanta goes and gets Pitts. Kind of an unusual draft pick, right? First ever, I think, in the top five tight end. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, we think he's like the best player in the draft. Jamar Chase, best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati says, we're going to get him. Not the offensive line, which we've all talked about a, a million times. Um, they add the offensive line later. And by the way, their offensive line stinks. So I don't care that they added their <laughs> offensive line. They didn't add good offensive linemen, right? Or good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe they did add good enough. <laughs> Just not very good. And... It does make you think where the Jags are right now, where you don't need quarterback. Do you, if you really rank these players from receiver to any position, you just go get the best. Doesn't matter the position. Like, are we starting to spoil that? Like, stay away from picking safety in the top five because nobody does it. Well, Kyle Hamilton might be the best player in the draft out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Right? The tight end, again, Atlanta did that. They said, hey, nobody picks tight ends in the top five. We're going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wonder if we start to get into that. Like, hey, I've said this before, right? If the, uh, was it Tim Williams? William, um, Williams out of Alabama? If I have the right year. Who's the linebacker? Number 31 out of Alabama. Oh, okay. Um, I Will Anderson? I'm sorry, yeah. Will Anderson. Tim Williams was last. I always get him confused because he was last year okay. or a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, Will Anderson. Like, if he's there, mm-hmm. I think he might be the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. You go get him. Right, even so, though he's not necessarily like left tackle, quarterback, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just wondering if that narrative in the draft is starting to, if Cincinnati proves that, that you should just go get who you get, you know, who you think is going to change your team. Yeah. Not necessarily fit into left tackle, quarterback, defensive end, then corner as the top four positions to go change your team. I mean, I think it depends on how much influence they're going to have on your team. Like, if you get the the best safety available, okay. But, like, name me the top three safeties right now in the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, I how much how much influence is that safety going to have at the spot where you pick them, you know, I mean, pick them number one or you trade down, pick them, like, top three? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think from a wide receiver's standpoint, if you think he like that guy could be the guy, then I can make an argument for that. Yeah. Obviously, running back, you're not going to do that, so probably. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting debate, but keep in mind with Cincinnati as well. They have the draft, but they also have the free agent signings as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the Awozi guy, this cornerback, he was a free agent. Trey Hendrickson, who's playing at a very high level. I mean, practically won him the game at the end. He was a free agent. So it's a mix of good drafting, a solid quarterback, and great free agent signings. Yeah. I, I do think they just upset that traditional top. I think a lot of people would have picked Penesol. 
yeah. and said, listen, Jamar Chase is awesome. We think he's really awesome. We love him. But we think this guy's going to protect the quarterback, help our team out. And I know Burrow had an influence there, of course. But yep. does that help because of their success set a new trend? You know what it helps? It helps listen to your quarterback. Because yeah. I'm sure Joe Burrow talked him into it. Yeah. He yeah. had to have. Uh, we will talk about the Rams up next because they, too, have done it in an unconventional way. Mm-hmm. In a way that now might more teams do it around the NFL to get good and try to end up in the big one. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We went out and got him because we thought it was a chance to be able to get a great player of his magnitude. Those things don't come around often. What he's done, he's elevated everybody around him. He's made me a better coach. He's made his teammates better. He's such a great person. I think you guys know from getting a chance to interact with him, if you don't root for this guy, something's wrong with you. And, um, you know, he's a great competitor. I think we saw that each of the last – we've seen that really throughout the whole season, but I think it's really been on, uh, on display these last couple weeks. We talk about competitive greatness all the time. Being your best when your best was required. He embodied com- competitive greatness today. Love Matthew Stafford, Gary. That is Sean McVay, who got away with some coaching blunders yesterday, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I tell you, man, you can tell that game got real tight for a little bit. Everybody's dropping passes. Jalen, uh, the corner for, for San Fran, mm-hmm. some of the play calls, some of the uh, coaching, some of the decisions. Like, everything got tight. Like, it was interesting. Sometimes you can see that in the big game. By the way, it's understandable, right? Everybody knows what's on the line is that clock's Starts ticking down. For sure. And I'm surprised we don't see more of it, actually. But, uh, hey, you know, good for Matthew Stafford and good for the Rams. They built that thing. Good for Aaron Donald. He's such a good player. You like to see, like, some of your best players in the league be able to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I I really am surprised. I thought when they got the ball back, tie game, six and a half minutes to go, I thought it was Kyle Shanahan's time to shine. Mm-hmm. And he melted. They started throwing the ball on every play and not throwing it to Kittle or uh, Debo. Yeah. And they had plenty of time. And by the way, at that time, the Rams had no timeouts left. So if they could have just picked up a couple first downs, schemed some things up, be safe with the football, whether it's a screen play or run play, and run the clock, they actually have a chance to do it like Kansas City did at the end of regulation and run the clock all the way down and get in a scoring position or at least leave not a lot of time left for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I really, listen, the player's got to play. I get that, Mm -hmm. and I'm a big believer in that. But I really thought that was the moment for Shanahan to be like, all right, this is why I'm who I am. This is why I'm great. And I thought he kind of melted in that spot. Well, I mean, I'm not mad that they didn't really run the football because they couldn't run all day. Like, they got nothing going running the football. Against the, the Rams Yeah, they had like 50 yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, just, they just couldn't run. But you know, you know so, my point. Like, you could still get Debo in space or you could get... Oh, no, but... They even, dropped but back he, and tried to throw over the yeah, middle, you no, know? but, I mean, even Debo running the football didn't really work that well for them. Um, yeah, I'd like to see Debo, George Kittle get the ball, but even George Kittle the past, for whatever reason, four games, uh, wasn't really getting targeted a lot. So I, I'm not sure what the, what the cause of that was. Yeah, at the end of the day, it just it wasn't a good look to to try to go win a game. You know, when you're an offensive-minded coach and you had a quarterback who kind of panicked a little bit and had the turnover to, to lose yourself the game. So it was a combination, I think, of, of I don't want to say the moment's too big or anything, but I think it was a combination of just not getting your quarterback ready for the big moment and the quarterback not executing like he was supposed to. I think I saw a crazy stat. I don't know if you guys saw this, like in the fourth quarter of like, 
these big games the last few times out. Uh, it must have been against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. It would have been against Brady in the Super Bowl. And yesterday in the NFC Championship game, something like outscored like 53 to nothing. Kyle Shanahan is? Shanahan wow. and his teams in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Whoa. Not good. I mean, whoa. That's like crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, good. that's a. you don't have to reach that far for that stat, but wow. I mean, that's mm-hmm. money time. And again, Shanahan, who we consider very good, I, I think they did a hell of a job to get to this point. And I think he's gotten a lot out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but still, I mean, if you're that guy, like that's what separates the greats, right? You make those calls and you and you make the right decisions and plays. I thought both coaches were a little sketchy uh, yesterday in that game. What we see more teams do what the Rams have done. I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Is this the way to go? And and quite honestly, I wouldn't mind the Jags trying to go this direction, <laughs> trade away some picks and get me good players. There, there's no way if you're the Jaguars, you can do it now. Because the only reason why the Rams were able to do this in the first place was because they drafted well. Yeah. And once those they had pe- some pieces. Yeah. Once those pieces were put into place, then they went after the whole Lisa player sacrifice a first round pick. Um, you can't make this move if you don't have the base already. And right now, if you look at this team, okay, you got Trevor Lawrence. We'll see. Um, you know, James Robinson, okay. But you don't, Josh Allen, I guess, but you don't have a lot of guys to say, hey, we have the base to now sacrifice all our draft picks, um, sacrifice everything in free agency, and go win a Super Bowl. You just don't have that right now. Yeah, uh, and they don't. <laughs> I don't know pieces. But do you think other teams will try this? Um, remember now, Les Snead, it's Les Snead, right? Yeah, uh, he, it took some criticism now. We were all kind of like, what are you guys doing? You have no draft picks. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, this is very abnormal. Mm-hmm. To do what they have done, mm-hmm. but it worked. Um, well, it worked because they're going to the Super Bowl now. If they win it, then yes, it definitely worked, and congratulations. I want, I want to see where they're at in three or four years. You know, uh, I think a lot of teams can't get by with this right now just because they don't have the, the base like built up for it. I think that if you're a team that can win right now, then yeah, by all means, go all and win a Super Bowl. Like that, that's the whole point of this. Like, I don't think that the Rams are going to be a dynasty any t- like going forward. You know, Stafford will see how long he can last. It's not going to be a dynasty, but it's going to be a situation where if you're the Rams, maybe the next two or three years, you're going to be in contention to go to a Super Bowl. But after that, you got to wash your hands of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, then, just, that's the way it's set up. And by the way, people like sustained success. Yeah. But yeah. I can make the case that the Rams now have had some sustained success. They're going to the Super Bowl for the second time in, what is it, three years, four years, three years? Four years. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... And they went de- pretty deep last year. They've been a, you know, a contender. I mean, look at McVay's record since he got there. So this way of thinking has put you in the mix yeah. each and every year. And now they're going with two different quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, pretty phenomenal. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. More on the Super Bowl. More on Tom Brady. More on the Jags mess when we come back.